are listening to the Freedom Fellowship audio podcast from Freedom Fellowship Church. Our mission is to love God, love people, and serve both. And now, let's listen in to this week's sermon. We're going to continue in our study this morning, Send Me. And this morning, in Ephesians chapter 6, we'll be reading verses 21 through 22. And we will be discussing... Uh, obscure man in this passage, one you may be not familiar with, but someone that the Lord used mightily. And Tychus is his name. Again in verse 21, to bring you up to date, Tychus will give you a full report about what I am doing and how I am getting along. He is a beloved brother, a faithful helper in the Lord's work. I have sent him to you for this very purpose to let you know how we are doing, and encourage you. And this is Paul at the end of the letter of Ephesians talking about this vital brother in the work, Tychus. Paul had sent his epistle to the Ephesians with Tychus. He is the courier. He is the one who carried that letter to Ephesus. And it's no accident that Paul talks about Tychus here at the end of this letter. He had just finished talking about spiritual warfare and putting on the armor of God. And as here at the end of this letter, he tells them something very important. We will emphasize this this morning. Verse 22, I have sent him to you for this very purpose. To let you know how we are doing and to encourage you. If we're going to fight this spiritual battle that we're all in, we must have godly models to look at. And that's why this passage is here. You see, sometimes we, we look at Scripture and wonder, why is that there? Why is that important? But remember what Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, verse 16, that all Scripture is inspired by God. And is profitable for teaching. All scripture is inspired to be inspiring. All scripture is inspired to be inspiring. It's there for a purpose. It's there for a reason. And as we saw in verse 22 of Acts 6. As Paul said, I've sent him, Tychus, that is, to you for this very purpose. This very purpose to inspire, to encourage, because of the letter that he was bringing to them. And as we look at this section of Ephesians, we have some insight to Paul. Sometimes I think we view Paul particularly as not being a real person. But yet, he's very much a real person, very much a man. He seemed to be a larger than life character, but here... Here the reality about Paul is, yes, he was an apostle, he was called by God, and he was responsible for delivering a major portion of the New Testament to the Gentiles. But here in Ephesians 6, we see the humanity of Paul as it's been revealed. In Ephesians 6, verse 19, Paul said this, and pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words. Can you imagine that? Paul is asking God to give him the right words. Yes, because he was a man. 
So I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for the Jews and Gentiles alike. Paul asked for their prayer. He wanted them to know what was going on with him. Paul was a man who carried a great burden because he had fought God for a large portion of his life. He was out about destroying Christians until the road of Damascus. So Paul needed the prayer. But also we see, we read about the apostles and we're familiar with them and their roles, but God used many other people in spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. To work with the apostles, to to join them in their work of spreading the good news. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, if you want to turn there. 1 Thessalonians 2, verses 1 through 6. Gives some more insight about how the gospel was being spread. And the humility that they taught it with. You yourselves know, dear brothers and sisters, that our visit to you was not a failure. You know how badly we have been treated in Philippi just before we came to you and how much we suffered there. Yet our God gave us the courage to declare his good news to you boldly in spite of great opposition. So now you can see we were not preaching with any deceit or impure motives or trickery. For we speak as messengers approved by God to be entrusted with the good news. Now here's a very important part section of this verse. Our purpose is to please God, not people. He alone examines the motives of our hearts. God used people who were faithful to Him. People who yearned for God. That's who He used. And in this, their purpose was to please God and not people. And see, and Paul said this in verse 5, Never once did we try to win you with flattery, as you well know. And God is our witness that we were not pretending to be your friends just to get your money. How ironic reading these verses and we can see what has happened to a lot in the Christian world. Turn on the television and see people begging for money who are flying million-dollar jet airplanes and living in million-dollar homes and so on, taking money that people send in. That's not, that's not what God wanted out of His people. God wanted those to serve Him who loved Him for His purpose and not their own. Get back to basics as we study this. Get back to what God really wants us to be and how to live. In verse 6, Paul says, As for human praise, we have never sought it from you or anyone. You or anyone. He says, As apostles of Christ, we certainly had the right to make some demands of you, but instead, we were like children among you, or we were like a mother feeding and caring for her own children. We love you so much that we share with you not only God's good news, but our own lives. And you know we treat each of you as a father treats his own children. We see affection. We see caring. That Paul is relating here. But it gives us insight to the men who were traveling with Paul. The ones that were teaching with him. They had the same heart. 
It's a heart that cares about people. Sees people as needing Jesus and taking that message to Him. We don't have one life to live on this earth. Thank goodness, right? Thank goodness. That one life's got seven days at uh, a week in it, 24 hours in a day. But what are we going to do with the time allotted to us? And, and for some of us in here, how much, what are we going to do with the time that's left? We always want to say, I'd like to do more, but I just don't have time. And we need to view ourselves as Paul viewed himself. It's not about ego. He didn't elevate himself as a lot of modern-day preachers do. He didn't do that because he was a servant of Christ. And Paul understood this. He understood this. There's no I in team. The guys that went on with him and worked with him, he gave credit to. They were all on the same team for the same purpose. He gives praise to those in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. He talks about Philemon and different parts of his letters, Timothy, Titus, Tychus. He talks about these people and the work that they were doing. And Paul is happy to share the credit. Because the purpose is to teach Jesus. And there's no place for ego in the kingdom. None. We're about being servants. So we look at Tychus a little closer. We see that he's first introduced in Acts chapter 20. So if you look at Acts chapter 20, you can read verses 2 through 4. In verse 4, we see that at the end of that verse that Timothy and Tychus were with Paul, along with other men. Timothy's one we're familiar with, but Tychus was there with him. Tychus appears in the New Testament five times. Five times. Acts 20 verse 4, he accomplished, he accompanied Paul on his mission trip for the Jerusalem church. In Ephesians 6.21, we know that he was traveling to Ephesus. He took the letter there. He carried Paul's letters to Philemon and to the Colossians. Colossians 4 and verse 7. And Paul mentions Tychus twice in later letters. And he sent him to Crete with Titus in Titus 3 and verse 12. And then in 2 Timothy 4.12, he mentioned of Timothy had sent Tychus to Ephesus again and he was no longer with him. So this, this was a busy man. He's just a footnote in the scripture, but yet, or a footnote in history. As we talk about Paul, we celebrate Paul in many ways as being a great leader in the church, but yet it took others working side by side, hand in hand, to spread the news of Jesus Christ, to build the church. And somewhere along the line in history, people began to look at the church in a different way and saying, well, we have to have others do the work for us. And people stepped into positions to be over the people instead of working with the people. That they're not working with brethren, they're working and telling them what they ought to be doing. That's not how the church was designed to be. 
God appointed elders to be over the church. Elders who would work with the brethren. Not to control the brethren. And that's where the church has failed in many centuries. In that we become accustomed in our society. Well, let the preacher do it. Let the elders do it. Let the pastor do it. Why aren't they doing it? We're paying them to do that in a lot of cases. The Lord's church is a joint effort of working together. Hand in hand. And we see this in these examples that we're talking about. Tychus was a man who joined into the work because he loved Jesus. He was from Asia Minor, which is modern day Turkey. He most likely was from the city of Ephesus. He was, so that meant he was a Gentile Christian. And he was instrumental in carrying the gospel to many places in the Gentile world. Carrying the good news of Jesus. Antiochus was mentioned at the very beginning of Paul's ministry in Acts 20 and at the very end of Paul's ministry in 2 Timothy chapter 4. So what that meant was Tychus was in there for the long haul. His commitment went on for years and years. Justin talked to us about John Mark and he had a problem with commitment early. But he recovered from that and, and became committed in his work. But Tychus was not that way. He was a man who was there con consistently. He had commitment. And he was going to be there. Scholars called him the mailman. He was the guy who carried the letters from Paul while Paul was in prison. Ephesians, Colossians, Philemon, possibly 2 Timothy. It goes beyond that. Tychus was involved in the work. He probably was, a, was the one writing the letters down. Don't know that if Paul was able to do that, he had bad eyesight. Tychus was one of those, he was right there listening to everything that Paul was relating in these letters. And how do I know that? He said in Ephesians 6, go back and read, Tychus, the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will make everything known to you. He was the first to expound on the book of Ephesians. He was there as that was being related through the Holy Spirit through Paul. He didn't just deliver the letter, he read it. He gave the words to the people. He would go to the church at Ephesus and he went to the church of Colossians and he would stand before the people and read the letter. He would teach the people the, the writings of Paul. He was a modern day, he was an ancient day preacher. He just wasn't a guy carrying a letter. He was one who was entrusted to answer the questions that people might have on a passage. He would have to answer with accuracy. He'd have to know what he's talking about, wouldn't he? He'd have to be led by the Holy Spirit, and that's the key. He would have to be led by the Holy Spirit. He had been entrusted with delivering the message truth so what was unique about this man Paul said this about him. he was an encourager he was a messenger and he was an encourager how important is it to be an encourager it's so important that God wanted that to be placed in this scripture here that that's important to encourage 
the brethren. To be a messenger of the gospel. He was in a unique position. And in order for Tychus to serve in this capacity, he had to be a certain way. He had to be mobile. He had to be flexible in his schedule. He had to be humble. He had to be full of integrity. Already we see something that's a problem for a lot of us. Being flexible in schedule. Being mobile. Oh, we're mobile, but we're not mobile in the right ways, are we? Humbleness. It wasn't about Him. It was about the Lord. And He was filled with integrity. He had character. But you know what the most important part of all this is? Tychus had to have the heart of a servant. That was his heart. That's who he was. He realized that it was the Lord he was serving. It wasn't Paul who he was serving. He was serving the Lord. He worked with Paul. And his ego didn't stand in the way of the greater good. How many churches have problems because of ego? Gets in the way, doesn't it? A lot of churches. Some to the point they split. Egos. No place for egos in the kingdom. He has a willingness to serve. He wanted to be used by the Lord for His purpose. And he listened to the Holy Spirit's urging. So God used him. God purposely used him. And it's the same today. If we want to, for God to use us, we've got to be willing to serve. So what does it take for us to become aware of God's involvement in our lives? I've heard people say, I keep waiting for God to tell me. I'm looking for a sign. It's really simple. If you have the heart of a servant, and you realize that the Lord is whom you're serving, and you don't let ego stand in the way, and don't let other things stand in the way, you're willing to serve, and you want to be used by God, and you're ready for the Holy Spirit lead, He's going to use you. If you're ready to serve, God will use you. And He will use you in ways you can never imagine. Caiaphas was a man like this. He became a Christian. He was willing to serve, and God used him. And the recommendation that Paul made about Caiaphas in Colossians 4 and verse 7, if you would turn to Colossians 4 and verse 7. And Paul says this about him. Caiaphas is my dear brother in Christ and a faithful minister and a servant with me in the Lord. That's who I want to be. A dear brother in the Lord. A faithful minister of the Word. And a servant. Those three characteristics means we have a heart of a servant. Lord, it doesn't matter what you want me to do, I'll do it. It's got to be our approach. Well, I'm not, 
someone say, I'm not capable of speaking to an audience. I'm not capable of singing. I'm not capable of working technology. But you know what you're capable of doing? You're capable about caring. You're capable of caring about others. You're capable of praying for others. You're capable of loving others. God can do more than you think is possible in your life. It's all about, are you willing? Are you willing? Some of us have talents. We're more talented in certain areas than others. But it doesn't mean that God can't do more than we think. He ever turned the wrong way on a one-way street? You ever done that? You didn't know it was that way until somebody else came along. And you're wondering, why are they going the wrong way? And then you realize, oh, it's not them, it's me. That's how we view church work. We look at it as church work and not as serving. We want to make our own path and we're going the wrong way down a one-way street when we do that. We make decisions of what we're going to do and how we're going to do it instead of going to the Lord and say, Lord, use me and use me the way you want to use me. And then we realize we've been going the wrong way all this time. And we've got to turn around and go the Lord's way. Don't let this world tell you what you cannot do. Ask God what you can do. Because it's up to God how He's going to use you. It's not up to you. It's up to Him. But you've got to have a willing heart. And you've got to have an open heart. And that's about being humble Sincere and loving. How is success measured in our lives? Well, as Scripture tells us, it's measured on our faithfulness and not anything else we do. Our success will be measured on our faithfulness to God. That's just completely the opposite of what society tells us. And going back to 1 Thessalonians 1 and verse 4 through 6, Begin at verse 4. For we speak as messengers approved by God to be entrusted with the good news. We have been entrusted with the good news of Jesus Christ. We are the followers of Jesus. We are believers. We are the ones who have accepted Jesus Christ. Our purpose is to please God and not people. I've been entrusted with the Word of God and it's my purpose to please God through the teaching of His Word. As I do that this morning, I'm responsible for bringing the message as it is and not adding to it. And I've said this before, but this is how I was raised. My dad would tell me something, and if I said, well, I think, he said, I don't care what you think. This is how it's going to be. 
So it didn't take many times of saying that where I just didn't express my opinion. But here is what God is saying. Focus. Focus on me and not the world. Focus on my word and not what people tell you it means. Focus on the word of God and allow the Holy Spirit bring you into truth. When we listen to people and their opinions, that's where we're going to get an opinion. The word of God is faithful. The word of God is everlasting and God does not change. So his word doesn't change. Our purpose is to please God and not people. He alone examines the motives of our hearts. God knows where your heart is this morning. He knows. And it's time that we get our will aligned with His. That we're going in the same direction. You're not driving against God on a one-way street going the wrong way. Get your will aligned with God's. How do I do that? God, I repent my stubborn will and I'm submitting to You as Your servant. That's it. I submit myself to you as your servant. Use me. Use me. I want to ask the worship team to come up this time. We look at people like Tychus who allowed God to use him. And it wasn't for a short period of time. It was for his lifetime. Once he accepted Christ. Examine your heart this morning. Is your will in line with God's? Have you truly submitted to be His servant? Send me is the theme of our series. Send me. Lord, send me. Can you sit down and talk with somebody else about Jesus? I can't. Yeah, you can. If you allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life, you can talk to somebody about Jesus. If you have somebody in your family who is lost, who is not a believer, who else is going to take the good news to them? Who else? So a friend of yours, a workmate is, that is lost, who else is going to share Jesus? Who else? God is waiting for you to do that. He's empowered you to do that because you're a believer. He has given you the strength of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit to live within you. Let it loose. Let God work. Let His joy fill you and, and He will do marvelous and great things. Let us pray. Father God, we thank You for the examples that You gave us of people who put You first, who served You first. Father, Help us have the courage to submit completely to You. We're believers, but help us believe in your, your Word, Father, to the point that we submit completely to it. That You take us and You use us in ways that we can't imagine. Father, please fill us with Your Spirit. We, we pray for those this morning who are ready and open to accept the challenge, Father. Fill them with Your Spirit. And Father, help us in this in this war, this spiritual war against the enemy who keeps telling us we can't. Thank you, Father, for how much you love us. In the name of Jesus, amen.
Thank you so much for listening to the Freedom Fellowship audio podcast. We are located at 990 West Henry de Tonti Boulevard in Tontytown, Arkansas. You can check us out on the web at freedomfellowship.com or you can find us on social media by searching Freedom Fellowship NWA. We hope you have a great week and that you live out the mission of the church, which is to love God, love others, and serve both.